Planning for your financial future is a lot like solving a puzzle. Sometimes it's simple, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have all the pieces and you just need to find out how they all fit together to reveal the solution. But sometimes planning for retirement is more like a crossword puzzle. You don't even know the answers to some of the clues, let alone how they all fit together. Like how much can I expect to get from Social Security? How much income do I need in retirement? Or how much risk is appropriate? That's why certified financial planner Dan Capril is here to host Solving the Financial Puzzle. On today's show, we want you to learn more about finding the right answers to your financial questions and how those answers can fit together to bring you more peace of mind. So get ready. Solving the Financial Puzzle starts now. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle this week. I'm Walter Storholt, joined by Dan Capril here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas. He is your local wealth coach, a certified financial planner, and the president of Matson and Capril, with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and of course, Northern Kentucky as well. You can visit Dan online by going to quizdan.com, read his book, Retirement Survival, or give Dan a call at 844 Quiz Dan. But Dan, thanks for being here this week. How are you, sir? Great. Um, Walter, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and um, good to be back. Yeah, we're already steamrolling our way into December and uh, there's so much to be uh, looking forward to this month. One of my favorite times of the year, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Well, we have lots of questions from listeners today. We're going to get to those in just a moment. Uh, We also are going to go over some of the questions that uh, you should be asking an advisor, whether it's maybe your current advisor or a prospective advisor that you're thinking about working with. We're going to give you some tips on the questions that you might need to ask. Plus, Uncle Sam and knowing when to hold him. That's going to be our featured headline in Tales from the Tax Side. All that and much more right here on the way on Solving the Financial Puzzle. But if you want to send us a question to be featured, on the show, you can go to quizdan.com, and we'll only feature it if you really want it to be featured. You can still ask a question that way. That's quizdan.com, and Dan will answer privately to you. Our first question this week is from Eddie in Hyde Park, and Eddie's got a bit of a long question for you, Dan, but he says, we've always dreamed of having a vacation home to visit several times a year once we retire. I think we can afford it, but I'm not sure where to take the money from. I could take out a mortgage on the vacation home. I could tap the line of credit on our primary home and use that money to pay for a new home or sell some investments and try to buy the new home with cash. How do you advise me in a situation like this? Oh, Eddie, the dreaded vacation home. I have to tell you, Eddie, if there's been one area where I disagree mostly with clients, it's in this area because vacation homes tend to be a major drain. Now, you may be able to afford it, so I'm not I don't know all the circumstances, but since a lot of people have this dream, let me first suggest that when you find an area where you want to have your dream vacation home, see if they have a local Ritz-Carlton, because if they do, that's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper for you to stay there than it is to build your own home. Um, Homes are very expensive, and the problem that I have with a lot of them is that they end up being a capital drain on people. You cannot eat the equity in your home. You cannot convert it to groceries unless you borrow against it. So the first bit of advice I I want you to really, really think hard about, because I've seen a lot of situations where people will buy one of these uh, because of the the geographic distance, because of um, health issues, whatever the case might be. They don't maintain it or they don't, they don't keep it all that long. And it becomes a major source of their liquid portfolio going down. So really, really think hard about it. As far as what's the best way to pay for it, all those are options. And they're all going to depend on your situation. Now, unlike some people, I don't have a problem with mortgages uh, simply because of the fact that the interest is low and it's tax deductible. And so therefore, to be able to use somebody else's money, in this case, the banks, and pay them back over time, I like. But having said that, if it's gonna require that you pull more money out of your IRA, which is gonna get taxed, in order for you to service the debt, well, that might not be the right way to go as well. So it's another reason why planning is specific to an individual. We have to look at the entire picture But first, I just want to challenge you and anybody else who's out there about thinking about vacation homes. Really, really think long and hard. Is that really the way you want to go? And if you say you can afford it or if you say you think you can afford it, you need to know that you can afford it. And probably the best test for that would be if you could pay cash and it wouldn't affect your retirement income at all. 
but it just does depend. And that's why, you know, we always encourage people when they face these types of decisions to make, you know, to come on in and let us see what it is that um, their their total situation is, because uh, this is a difficult one. And once you go there, it's hard to go back. Yeah, it is hard to go back. You got to make sure you make uh, these kinds of decisions correct the first time through, especially as you get closer and closer to retirement. There's not a lot of do-overs in your financial plan. You got to make sure you get things right. And so you're asking the right kinds of questions here, Eddie, before you get too far in the process. Yeah, absolutely. But just always look at the alternatives. There are many ways that we can have that same experience without necessarily the the cost that's involved. And that's what I always encourage people to do is look at the alternatives. Again, the number to call to reach Dan Capril with your questions. Go over your financial situation. Get a plan in place. 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326 or quizdan.com. Dan, we have another question from June. June is in Centerville. She says, I make too much to contribute to a Roth IRA. Is there anywhere else I can invest to give myself some tax advantages in the future? Well, June, I applaud you for thinking about taxes because as I say again and again on this show, that's the big limiter. That's the thing that costs more than anything else. Now, first of all, believe it or not, nobody makes too much to put money in a Roth. And what I mean by that is because you can always convert money to a Roth regardless of how much money you make. So let me give you a great example. Let's assume you had no other IRA accounts. You could put money in a traditional IRA today and convert it to a Roth tomorrow because there is no earnings test on a traditional IRA. Now, there is an earnings test as to whether or not you can deduct that contribution. But if you're, if you're ineligible to put money in a Roth directly, you're going to be ineligible to deduct an IRA contribution. So the first thing that you could do is you could put money into a traditional IRA today. You could convert it tomorrow. And if you had no other IRA accounts, you could make that conversion tax-free because you would be doing it before there was any growth. So first thing I want to tell you is don't overlook that possibility. That's a big one, and it's often ignored by people. The second thing is you may have a Roth provision in your 401k, which says you can put all your 401k contributions in an after-tax manner, and all growth associated with that going forward, when you retire, you'll be able to pull that out tax-free. Now, your plan may not have that option, but that's another one that's there as well. There are other advantages of other products as well. One that tends to get overlooked by people, and and it shouldn't, is the fact that any cash value that you have in life insurance not only grows in a tax-deferred manner, meaning you don't have to pay any taxes on the interest as you earn it, but you can also access that money later in life through loans and withdrawals against the policy. And as long as you don't take out too much, Loans and withdrawals are tax-free, so you can develop an income stream off of your life insurance. Now, it does affect the policy performance. You are going to have a lower death benefit, but that's basically taking life insurance and and turning it on its head a little bit, taking advantage of the fact that you can put more money in the policy than you're required to by the company. And the advantage to that is that you're going to get this potentially this tax-deferred growth that you can tap out of it tax-free. So those are some of the things that when we work with clients, we're, we're big at pointing out to them. Uh, but this idea that you know we're ineligible for Roth, now there's ways around that. I do recommend you work with somebody who's got um, g- good experience with that, who's an expert in that. Um, we obviously work in that field a lot. Uh, but uh, this is a, a tool that you're going to need because if tax rates rise during your retirement years, you're going to need a Roth to, to minimize the impact on yourself as well as the taxes on your Social Security benefits. Another good question from June. Thank you very much for writing into us on quizdan.com. Again, that's where you can go to send in your questions, quizdan.com or 844-QUIZ-DAN. This is solving the financial puzzle, making sure all those different pieces of the financial world come into a very clear picture for you. And Dan Capril helps us put together that puzzle. Uh, One more time, you can call 844-QUIZ-DAN if you want to talk to Dan about your situation. We've got a question from Larry. He's in Indian Hill, and he says, I've always had handled my investments without help from a broker or advisor. We've got a do-it-yourselfer on our hands here, Dan. Uh, Larry says, is it a terrible idea for me to keep doing that as I get older? No, it's not a terrible idea. I do think, though, that since life is finite and our health is finite, Larry, you at least want, if if you're, let's assume, for example, you're married. If, um, If your wife doesn't feel as comfortable in doing that as you do, you definitely need to have a backup plan. 
you definitely need to have somebody that she can go to who can assist her. But now it's not a bad thing. In fact, you know, I've emphasized all along that investment products are commodities. What you've got to ask yourself is at this point in your life, are you going to be able to handle the emotions that are attached to managing your own portfolio? It's easy when we're working. When we're working, we can say, oh, yeah, the market went down because our paycheck comes in. But when the market goes down during our retirement years, it affects our paycheck. And too often, I see people make horrible decisions after the fact. Market drops, they sell. They know they're supposed to sell when markets are high, not low. But when they're high, they get greedy. So they don't diversify, they don't rebalance. And then the markets tank and they get all panicky. So what you've got to ask yourself is, do you have the mindset psychologically to do this properly? If you do, great. But I, the example that I've used at time in the show is exercise. I exercise a lot. The reason I exercise a lot is not because it's good for me. I actually hate doing it. The reason I exercise a lot is because I meet somebody who puts me through the exercises. She coaches me through this process. Um, I got news for you. If, if she wasn't there at 7 a.m. waiting for me, I would have hit that snooze button many, many times and never would have gotten to it. But she gives me the discipline to maintain that. So this is what you've got to ask yourself. But all in all, though, in a married couple situation, just understand that if one of you is totally in tune to finances and the other person isn't, that's where having a coach can be of great assistance to you. And I strongly recommend that you do that. So, you know, these are great questions we're having. You know, do I, do I spend money on a vacation home? Um, the tax implications of a Roth, which are complicated. Um, you know, do I manage my own portfolio? What you're getting at is the root of whether or not it makes sense for you to get advice and to help, help somebody or have somebody, excuse me, coach you through the process. I've seen a lot of people who are very smart. But because they're human or because they don't spend as much time on these things as we do, studying these things that we do, mistakes get made. And that's a tragedy. Don't put yourself in that position of making mistakes at a time of your life where it's going to be irrevocable. Let us talk to you. Let us show you what we do. Um, you may be in great shape and that may send you off. We may say, you know what? If your health fails, then give us a call. But at least you'll have a plan in place. At least you won't go with this assumption that you can't do something. There's a lot of things you can do, but if you don't read about it in the general press, you just conclude, well, I guess that's not an option. No, there's a lot of options out there. Let us show you how to do it. I'm not talking about pushing the envelope strategies. I'm talking about tried and true strategies. Give us a call. Let us sit down with you. Let us get a feel for what your goals are, and let's develop a plan that gives you full freedom. And and big one, too, is let's free you up from taxes. Yeah, and here's the number that you need to call to get in touch with Dan Capril for a complimentary first meeting when you call into the show, 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. If you get a voicemail, because a lot of people do call uh, during the show, if you get a voicemail, leave your name and number real quick, and Dan and his team will return the call as soon as they can. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. I'll give that to you one more time here. If you're in Cincinnati and Dayton, anywhere in the surrounding communities, Dan is your local wealth coach, the certified financial planner and president of Matson and Capril here in Cincinnati and Dayton, an office in Northern Kentucky as well. 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Stay right there. Much more coming up on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Dan Capril is your local advisor in Cincinnati and Dayton. He's a certified financial planner and the person that you can turn to for guidance and advice in the financial world. His team has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Call to schedule a complimentary review of your retirement plan by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. If you need some wealth coaching, some time to discuss how you can better prepare for retirement, then call Dan and the team at Matson and Capril at 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle. Walter Storholt with Dan Capril, the author of the book, Retirement Survival, and he's a certified financial planner right here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas. He is the president of Matson and Capril and your local wealth coach. 
They have offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. The number to call with your questions, 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-QUIZ-DAN. And if you call in, Dan will be able to return your call very quickly if it hits voicemail because we do get a lot of people calling in from the show. They'll return it as fast as they can. You can also go to quizdan.com and drop Dan a line there. Dan, I want to talk to you about uh, some demographics that you know make up this country or and probably also indicative of some of the things happening in Cincinnati and the Dayton area as well. And then I want you to help explain what these statistics mean for the average person's retirement plan uh, or their sure. financial plan. So here's one demographic. Uh, people over the age of 65 currently make up 13% of our country's population. By the year 2030, they'll make up 20% of the population. What can we learn from that? Well, first of all, if it's not obvious, we are getting older as a society. Uh, the baby boom generation, which went on from, I think, 1946 to 1964, I was born just at the tail end of that, um, was a huge um, growth in population. Uh, we came from families that very often had three, four, five children. Uh, both of my parents were from uh, families of four and were considered small. Now you see somebody with four kids and they're considered huge. So what we've got is a situation now as retirees become bigger and bigger part of the population, it is going to create a drain on our system. Social Security is paying out far more money than is um, than it was ever designed to pay out. Um, when the Social Security system was set up, the average life expectancy for a male wasn't even 60 years old. Now, yeah, thankfully, due to advances in modern medicine, people are living longer, but the Social Security system isn't designed to do that. Uh, I don't think the Social Security system is going to go away. Um, no, I don't think it'll ever go away, but I do think that the taxes associated with it are going to go up. I also think that as, as we get older society, issues like long-term care are going to become a bigger and bigger issue. We cannot put our heads in the sand on this. You need a strategy. Now, the strategy may not be buy long-term care insurance. It might be, but it might not be. There just has to be a strategy in place. You can't just say to yourself, well, it's just not going to happen to me. The odds are like one in two once you reach age 65 that it will. You know, we're talking costs six, $7,000 a month. Now, if you have the money, great. But if you have the money and you have it with your spouse and he or she may need it if they're healthy and you're not, well, what's that going to do? If you're single, you have a different situation. So be, be very mindful of that because these are the realities that, that will happen. It's that old adage, I didn't plan to fail, but I failed to plan. Don't put your head in the sand about this. Um, the ability for our government to do more and more for us is going to be challenged. We all know that we have huge military challenges going forward. Social services are a big, big issue. And what we need to do is, is take every step to be as self-reliant as we possibly can be. And um, so whether it be being aware of that and the cost of, of long-term care or, or understanding that tax rates are probably going to rise or I think are going to rise in the future, they're going to take more and more of a retirement savings. So we need to take steps now so that we have as much tax-free income as we possibly can get. Better you pay the tax now, in my opinion, while you're working, than later when it's a percentage of your assets. So that's one demographic to be thinking about, the uh, increasing elderly population, although mm -hmm. 65 is an elderly these days. I should watch watch my words there. Well, you know, I tough. tell you, at 52 now, it's looking younger every day to me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I know compared to my son and his friends, I am a dinosaur, so I don't even try anymore. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. But uh, but, but, we, but we get the idea, right? Uh, yes, right. Old, old aging population, however people are living longer, so you got to plan for it. Uh, sticking with the theme of 65-year-old, Here's another demographic, another statistic. A 65-year-old male is expected to live to age 83, but a 75-year-old man, so if you make it to that age, is expected to live until 86. Right. Now, for a 65-year-old female, her life expectancy is 85, uh, and that's just starting out. When they get to 75 years old, a woman is then expected to live to about age 88. Why are these numbers important? Yeah, it's interesting. The older we get, the more likely we are to make it to an even older age. And the simple point is because you've already gotten to that point. So um, the reason it's so, so important is because too often people aren't planning to live that long. And as a result, they go broke. They go broke in their retirement. They run out of money. Eventually, they're just on Social Security benefits only. Um, that's sad. It doesn't have to be that way. You have to be realistic, though, 
in your life expectancy assumptions. You know, we uh, when we do a plan um, for say somebody who is a um, a fifty five year old or a sixty year old male, we always expect them to live at least eighty five. We always expect the wife to live to at least ninety. And if they have longevity in their family, we will do our analysis with an even longer retirement age. Um, you don't want to run out of money in your lifetime. If you're going to make assumptions about the future, make them so that if you're wrong, which you will be, it results in you having more money, not less. So choose an inflation rate that's probably higher than what you think is going to happen. Choose a life expectancy that's going to be longer. One of the philosophies of our office is that good planning never requires death to be successful. And that's exactly what we see time and again when people underestimating their longevity. Uh, you know, Living long is a good thing as long as you can do it in a healthy manner. So we don't want to put ourselves in a position we have to hope to die you know, for our retirement plan to work. And yet I see that time and time again. There's no, whether, you know, there's no use of products or tools designed to provide income for life. There needs to be. The portfolio for a 65-year-old should not look like the portfolio for a 35-year-old. Um, consistency of return becomes far more important than the average rate of return when you're drawing income. So those steps need to be taken. The days of just living to age 70, thankfully, are over but our money has to last longer. Either that or we have to be prepared to work longer. Just don't wing it. Excuse me. Just don't wing it. Have a plan. That's an important message and an important takeaway. Yeah, I never like the sound of, uh, hey, this plan will only work if, if I end up dying sooner rather than later. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, like, it's, all right. <laughs> it's a backward way of thinking right there. It is, yes. How about this demographic, this statistic? Uh, average income for people between 65 and 70 is $42,000, but the average income for people over the age of 80 is only about $20,000. What do you garner from that? Yeah, well, that's basically what we were looking at before. These people run out of money. Um, they're, they're spending their savings, and they've outlived it. And so now they're on Social Security only. That's, well, that's, that's what that $20,000 is. It's their Social Security only at that point in time. It's tragic. It's tragic because at 80, there's still things they may want to be able to do, and, and they can do it. But if their, health is, or if their money's gone, they can't, and they just sit around waiting around doing nothing. Not a way to go. Good planning would allow you to live longer. Um, have an income that's more stable. Uh, you may have to accept a lower income in your in your earlier retirement years to have more of an income later. You can't get blood from a stone, but at least you'll know what your options are. And uh, I see this happen all the time where people will use, say, a spreadsheet, and they'll say, "Well, as long as I get you know six percent every year, every each and every year, I'm going to be fine." Well, you're not going to get six percent each and every year. In fact, there may never be one single year where you get six percent. Some years you might get eight. Other years, you might get minus eight. Well, I got news for you. When you get minus eight and you sell shares for the income you need, you have to sell more shares than you would have sold had you gotten the plus eight. Those extra shares, they're gone. I don't care if the market comes back. Those shares are gone. So consistency of return becomes far more paramount in your planning, and yet it gets ignored every single time simply because you know we forget about these things. We say, well, as long as I get the average. No, average return is great when you're working. Consistency of return is what we need during our retirement years. And if we're not factoring this into our planning, our planning is not, it's, it's not even worth the paper and ink that it's on. Um, be aware of this. Uh, the fact that, that people in their 80s only have $20,000 a year of income is, is sad. And it, it's, it's avoidable for a lot of people. Um, often also what's required is the discipline. And that's really where coaching comes into play because, you know, I can tell somebody all day long, okay, you can live on $4,000 a month, but if they start calling me up wanting $8,000 a month, well, guess what? We're going to run out. Now, in our case, I tell the client, no, you know, fire me first because I'm not going to allow you to just, you know, to, I'm not going to be an enabler for you going broke. And that's a good reason to fire me. If, if you want me to be an enabler, I'm not going to do it. I know what the math says. I know what you told me going in you wanted. I told you what it took. And if you don't want to stick to your end of the deal, well, that's your choice, but you're not going to do it with me. And that's what coaching is all about, making sure we have the proper discipline. We don't always get to do everything we want in life, but we may be able to get most of it done and not have to worry that we're going to outlive our money. That's the difference between coaching and what some people call financial planning. If that sounds appealing to you, if having somebody create a strategy that factors in things like longevity, things like taxes, the impact of inflation, that has a strategy that not only helps you implement it, but holds you accountable 
to following it. If that sounds something that's appealing to you, I'd love to talk to you. That's what coaching is. That's what we call wealth coaching in our office. We say coaching and planning for the overtaxed. We're all overtaxed. but We have to take the proper steps. If that's something that's appealing to you, love to have you in our office. We've got locations all over the city. Sit down, either with me or with Nikki Early, my associate. Get an understanding about what your situation is. We'll develop for you a strategy based on your goals. Together, we'll develop the plan. We'll develop the plan with you. It'll be your strategy. And then what we'll do is we will put in the measures to hold you accountable, just like my personal trainer holds me accountable to making sure I do every single exercise. And believe me, I try to cheat. She will not let me cheat. I won't let you cheat either. That's a really important piece of the puzzle when you are planning for your financial future and for retirement, having that wealth coach on your side to help make sure that you're making the right decisions and uh, that accountability, a huge step as well. Here is the number to call to get in touch with Dan Capril and his team here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas, 844 844- Quiz Dan. That's 844-784-9326. 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call. That'll put you in touch with the team at Matson and Capril, set you up for the opportunity to get a, a complimentary initial meeting with Dan. You'll be on in great shape and on your way to being a little bit more confident with your current plan uh, to improve it, to have a second opinion of where you currently stand. Uh, have that. Make it happen by calling Dan now. 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. Now, look, a lot of people call into the show. Sometimes you get the voicemail. What happens is Dan will call you right back, and you can have a conversation. Dan and his team will give you a ring. 844-QUIZ-DAN. You have to start the initial conversation by reaching out, though. 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. 26. Stay there. Much more coming up on the show. Up next, Tales from the Tax Side. Plus, we'll give away a book. All that straight ahead on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Time for a little puzzle history. We've all heard of and probably have tried to solve the Rubik's Cube. It's a 3D puzzle invented in 1974. Did you know it was originally called the Magic Cube? Millions of these cubes have been sold across the world over the years and are so popular they've even sparked competitions to see who can solve them the fastest. At last check, the fastest to ever solve the Rubik's Cube was Colin Burns with a time of 5.25 seconds. The rest of us probably have a long way to go. Let's get back to solving the financial puzzle with Dan Capril. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle, and it is time for Tales from the Tax Side with Dan Capril, the certified financial planner and president of Matson and Capril, your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton. This is the part of the show where we find out about a great story from how taxes uh, play a big factor in our lives. And Dan always has a good story for us. And the headline this week is Uncle Sam Knowing When to Hold Them. I have a feeling we're talking mm-hmm. uh, gambling or poker here, Dan. What's going on? Yeah. Well, you know, we just uh, we just got done with another World Series of Poker. Poker's not as popular as it was maybe 10 years ago. Oh, man. The uh, ESPN used to carry it like 24-7. It was so popular. It was, and if you have trouble sleeping at night like I do at times, um, that became my, my, my cure for insomnia. <laughs> but, the, you know, the intriguing thing about Texas Hold'em is that anybody can play it, and anybody can play in the World Series of Poker. If you've got $10,000, you can play up against the best. So it's the only sport that's like that. I mean, one of the things I like, always liked about golf is you can, in m- many cases, play the very same courses that the pros play, but you can't just decide, okay, unless you have skill that you're going to play in the U.S. Open. Well, poker doesn't work that way. Poker, if you're willing to plop down 10 grand and, and pay your expenses to go to Vegas, you can participate in the World Series of Poker. So it happens every July. Usually you get over 6,000 um, players. Over 80 countries were last uh, represented this last one. And, uh, you know, sometimes a pro wins, sometimes it's a complete amateur, but you walk away, obviously, if you win it with a lot of of money. I always love the nicknames that these guys have. So this past winner was from Pennsylvania. His name was Joseph McKeon, but his nickname was Joey Ice Cube. So obviously, (laughs) yeah, when he had the card, you couldn't tell. Joey walked away 
with almost eight million dollars in prize money. Wow! Uh, the total the total take was twenty four million dollars. Of course, you get that many people forking out ten grand, and plus you got all the publicity and, and the sponsors and all that. So it's a very lucrative way to uh, to go about it. But also keep this in mind: that's what you're getting paid. That's not necessarily what you're going to keep. In fact, if you live in a state like say California, where they have a top tax rate of twelve percent. And the top federal rate is 39.6%. Easily, you could lose about half of your winnings. So this is just another example of how taxes come into play. The biggest winner in the World Series of Poker was Uncle Sam. The federal government got over $8.5 million of the total prize money. So Joey walks away starting off with about 7.6, but he's going to lose almost half of that. So like in so many things, Uncle Sam is the biggest player. Well, I'm going to uh, give you an example of another pile of money that most people are sitting on that Uncle Sam's going to get a piece of, and that's your company plan, your 401k, your 403b. If you have any traditional IRAs, that's the same thing as a Vegas price. Uncle Sam is going to get a huge piece of that unless you do something about it. Now, sometimes you have to pay some tax. Uh, the question is, do you want to pay it at the current tax rate? Or do you want to roll the dice or play the cards and hope that the tax rates in the future go down? I used to be a little more optimistic as to think maybe the tax rates would stay where they are. Maybe they could potentially go down because I'm a big believer in supply-side economics. But you know what? With $18 trillion and with social programs continuing to grow, it's very likely that taxes are going to go up in the future. We at least have to be prepared for that possibility. And our 401k plans, our IRAs, our 403bs, those are like big Vegas holdings to the IRS. You're going to win that big prize, guess what? They're going to take a piece of the action. And that's money that you need for yourself. So don't fall into the trap that these guys had no, no choice. I mean, there's no way. You win $8 million or $7.5 million, you're going to have to pay the tax there. But if they were told, you know what? You've got 10 years here before we come tax you. If you want to develop some strategies now to minimize that tax, we'll let you do it. I guarantee you a lot of these poker players would take them up on that offer. Will you have that opportunity? Let's sit down. Let's talk about what your tax situation is going to be as you go into retirement. Because understand this, the withdrawals that you're going to take from those company plans are very likely going to affect the taxation of your Social Security benefits. So you're going to pay tax at two different, two different ways, on two different buckets of money, if you will. What steps can you take now to minimize that? Let us help you with that. We're good at that. This is what we do. We'll help you develop a strategy that you can implement on your own. If you want our assistance, that's fine. Uh, it may require that you pay some tax now with the, with the strong likelihood that you pay far less in the future. Whatever the case is, when you get ready for retirement, I don't want you to be as vulnerable as these poker players are. Let's take the right steps. We have to also not even factor in what Uncle Sam's going to do. We also have to factor in what the state is going to do. These are things that have to be put under control. Taxes are a big issue. If I can lower your tax, I will automatically increase your net worth without exposing you to any additional risk. And your CPA, while he may be great at filing taxes, most CPAs I met do not do tax planning. They don't spend their time in January talking about the steps that can be taken over the future 12 months or the years ahead to minimize your tax. Their basic approach is whatever you do, I'll tell you how much you owe. Well, let's do planning first, and then the tax filing work will be a lot less going forward. It's an amazing thing to illustrate exactly what proper tax planning can do for you. And uh, that's the great thing about planning for your retirement future is you kind of get an idea of uh, and have time to plan for what the tax implications are going to be, as Dan just lined out for you. And you can start game planning for those decisions right now. And that's really cool. 844-QUIZ-DAN is the number to call to get in touch with Dan and his team here at Matson and Capril with offices in Cincinnati, as well as up in the Dayton area in Beaver Creek and Northern Kentucky as well. 844-QUIZ-DAN or 844-784-9326 is your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. We also give you the opportunity to win a book each and every week here on the show to the person that writes into quizdan.com or calls in to 844-QUIZ-DAN. The best question of the week gets the book of the week. And what is this week's book of the week, Dan. This week's book kind of picks up on what I was just talking about. It's called The Power of Zero Percent by David McKnight. 
And McKnight makes this compelling argument, which I agree with, that we are very vulnerable to seeing rising tax rates in the future. And as retirees or future retirees, we need to take the steps now to protect our savings against taxes. What are the steps that we can take? He outlines four specific strategies that you can do in your 50s so that when you get to your 60s and you decide you don't want to work anymore, that you can have many years, maybe all years, but at least some years with tax-free retirement income. So it's a fabulous book. Every idea that I've ever shared with a client, I like to show them other people that support the ideas as well. You know, we don't just pull this stuff out of the air. This is the byproduct of some solid research. Not everything that he recommends in his book is going to be appropriate for you, but I can almost assure you some of the things will probably be appropriate for you. So The Power of Zero Percent by David McKnight. Love to send you a copy of it. Just go to quizdan.com, click on the button, ask a question. Best question of the week, I'll send you out a book. All right, and that again is the book of the week, The Power of Zero Percent by David McKnight. And again, quizdan.com, the place to go to ask your question. That is quizdan.com or call 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-QUIZ-DAN. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle, the show if you're retired or if you're approaching retirement or you're just wondering about how you can better prepare for your financial future as well. This is the show for you if you want to hear from uh, one of the leading experts in the area, certified financial planner Dan Capril with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky, convenient meeting location near you to come in, talk about your financial future, 844-QUIZ-DAN or quizdan.com. And stay right with us. There's a lot more coming up on solving the financial puzzle. In fact, coming up next, we're going to talk about those questions that you need to ask an advisor that you're thinking about working with. That's coming up next right here on solving the financial puzzle. With a constantly changing financial landscape, having a written, customized plan for retirement is more important than ever. In Cincinnati and Dayton, turn to Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril. Call 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326 to schedule a complimentary review of your financial situation. Find out how you can better prepare for your financial future by calling Dan at 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844 844- 7849326 This is solving the financial puzzle. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us on the show today. I'm joined by Dan Capril here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas and in the surrounding communities. He's a certified financial planner and your local wealth coach. He's the president of Matson and Capril, the author of the book Retirement Survival. You can reach Dan by going to quizdan.com and asking a question that way. Also find out just some great information about online courses that you can take advantage of. Lots of good stuff there. And of course, you can also call 844 844- quiz Dan and get in touch directly with the team at Matson and Capril. Dan, let's explore some of the questions that people should be asking a potential advisor or yeah. even their current advisor, I guess, if they haven't asked these things before. It's important to know what the right questions are that you need to ask. Absolutely. I'm going to give you the question. You explain why it's important. Okay. Uh, here's the first one. How do you get paid? Is that a fair question to ask? Yeah, it's more than fair. It's funny how rarely people know that. Um, they'll say, I don't exactly know how my advisor gets paid. And trust me, you're paying them. Um, first of all, I, I would tell you that it's, it's important when you're beginning a relationship with a new advisor that, um, that, not, that not only be clear, but that there be an initial payment that's based not on the sale of any product at all. Um, I feel very strongly that when you go to someone brand new, they should be giving you objective advice as to what you should be doing. And the way that they do that is by charging you a fee to do an analysis, to do a plan, to develop for you a strategy, a strategy that you can develop on your own. Um, If you don't have that, then chances are the only way that person gets paid is through the sale of some type of product or some type of um, investment management service, which may not be appropriate for you. So, yeah, that should be one of the first questions that you ask if they don't reveal it right away. I mean, usually when someone comes into my office, you know, the first thing that I do is I try to get a clear understanding as to why they're here and can I really help them. And then if I decide that I can help them, then I will ask them, well, would you like to know how we do it? And if, if they say yes, well, then we not only explain the process, but we'll go into what the, the fees are because fees should not be hidden. They should be right up there in front. Remember, you are always paying the fee. As soon as you hear somebody tell you that the company pays the fee to them, no. Where do you think the company is getting their money from? They're getting them from you. And just understand this. Whatever you pay in fees is less money that you will have in the future. Now, the hope, of course, and the expectation 
is that you're going to do better by paying that fee. And that may very well be the case. But you need to understand what that fee is. That's your money. And if you're going to do any type of comparison shopping, well, the only way you're going to be able to do that is you have that type of information. And that's important to know. You've got to have the right information to make the right decisions. And asking an advisor how they get paid is uh, the first step to take in that process. So uh, these are questions that you should ask an advisor, whether it's your current one or a new one. Uh, Are you a fiduciary? Why Uh, is that an important question? Great question. Well, let's first explain what a fiduciary is. Technically, it means that the advisor is putting the interest of the client ahead of his own to the point where he's stating it in a way that if he didn't, you would have legal um, recourse against him. Not every advisor works that way. Um, in fact, most advisors work based on what's called a suitability, which means they're just offering something that is suitable, but not necessarily in the best interest of their uh, client. So let me give you a great example of that. Let's say you, I'm in charge of a five-year-old for the weekend. God forbid, but let's say I am, all right? <laughs> okay. And um, I'm tasked with, um, with taking care of them and, of course, feeding them. Now, I could take him to McDonald's for every single meal. Would I be um, acting in his best interest? No, probably not. Would I be doing something that is at least suitable? Well, I am giving him calories. I mean, in the short run, two days' worth of meals at McDonald's isn't going to kill the child. Um, so I have at least met the suitability uh, standard. But I have not met the fiduciary standard, which says I am acting in the best interest of the child. Now, I just acted in my own best interest there because it was quick and easy and cheap to feed him that way. But I wasn't putting his need first. And the same thing we see with investment advice. Unless the person is that you're working with is a registered investment advisor or a certified financial planner, chances are they have not taken a legal fiduciary oath that states they're going to put the interests of the clients first and their own interests second. Um, you know, one of the things that I always try to point out to other advisors is that there should be many times where you tell a prospective client that you can't help them. Because if you're putting their best interests first, there's going to be those situations where working with somebody new isn't going to be for them. And we need to be upfront and we need to tell them that. So fiduciary standard, very, very important, protects you legally. It also lets you understand where the motivation is coming for that advisor. But also understand this, not all advisors have that standard. So right up there with how do you get paid, yeah, that would be one of my, that would probably be my second. Actually, that would probably be my first question. The second question would be how do you get paid? If uh, your advisor is not a fiduciary, you need to delve uh, a lot deeper and find out exactly why that is. Why don't you want to have my best interest in mind? Why don't you want to be held to that standard? That would be, I guess, the follow-up question if somebody says, no, I'm not a fiduciary, right? Well, they'll they'll, they'll talk around and say, well, look, I care about, about my clients and all that. But the reality is that it always comes down to legal. And if they do something wrong and they have not taken that standard you don't have that legal recourse um, because suitability can be anything. Like I said, McDonald's is suitable to feed a child. It's just not in their best interest. But when they have held you out with a written agreement that says, no, look, I'm putting your interest ahead of mine, you now have far more weapons at your disposal uh, for legal recourse if you're, if you're harmed by that. So, um, yeah, it, it is important. And hopefully it's not something that you'll ever need. Um, but sadly, we see victims all the time. Dan Capril filling us in on some of the questions that you need to ask an advisor, whether it's your current advisor or a brand new one that you might think about working with. What does your typical client look like? Is that a good question to ask to find out more information? I think it's a very good question because you want to be certain that this advisor is comfortable working with people like you. So if you're in your 50s and you're getting ready to retire, there's a lot of key decisions that need to be made, uh, particularly on how to make sure that you don't get overburdened with taxation. And if if that advisor doesn't have a comfort level in that area, um, yeah, you're going to get hurt. If you're you're a business owner, uh, there are so many things we talk about that business owners can and should do to lower their taxes, to increase their net worth that are often ignored. And if you're not working with someone who's comfortable in that field, yeah, I mean, you're going to get burned. So it's a great question. Um, I'm a big believer in specialization. Um, When I refer somebody to, say, uh, an an attorney to do their estate plan, I'm not going to send them to somebody who's doing divorces on Monday and real estate on Tuesday. No, I'm going to send them to somebody who only does estate planning. And it's the same thing with working with financial advice. If you're not working with someone who's specializing in your particular situation, look around because those specialists, 
in, exist. And that's why, you know, a lot of times when I see somebody who comes into our office and they don't fit what we're looking for in terms of a client, how we've designed our expertise, we don't take them on. We refer them out to somebody else who's maybe a better fit for them. But, you know, it's kind of like going to see the orthopedic if you, uh, surgeon if you have a heart problem. He can't help you. Um, you got to go to the cardiologist for that. And so it's very important that you have an understanding of what their clients are. Some, some advisors will say, well, we, we can help everybody. Okay, maybe they can. But too often we see for the more sophisticated work, specialization is, is essential. And uh, you know, that's why in our case we, we only work with people that are approaching retirement or have businesses because both of them have major issues as it relates to planning and taxes. And uh, we, we want very much to make sure that they keep everything that they possibly can keep. Again, Dan Capril, our guest each and every week here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Hopefully we're helping you out with some of the questions that you might need to ask your current advisor or prospective advisor. We've talked about how do you get paid? Are you a fiduciary? What does your typical client look like? And we come to this one, Dan. Do you have a particular strength or specialty? So I guess you just alluded to that, talking about working with folks approaching retirement and business yeah. owners, right? No, we, we, we did. And that, that it's very similar. But the, I, I, can't, I can't emphasize enough, particularly like an R, our area of emphasis. We focus very hard working with our clients on ways to lower their taxes. We, especially when someone's in their 50s, you've got a period of time where you can make some proactive moves on your plans. You know, these 401k plans, these IRAs, which are in many cases ticking time bombs as it relates to taxes. And you can make proactive steps during your remaining working years to give yourself a tax-free retirement for many years, if not all the years in your retirement. But it takes steps to do that. It takes, it takes expertise to do that. And if the person's never done it before, well, you may end up getting burnt. So, yes, um, you know, specialization, very, very important. Make sure you have an understanding as to how they're set up, what type of credentials do they have, what type of other experts do we work with. I mean, I'm not a CPA, but we, ha we work with CPAs to help us. Um, but as I said to you before, CPAs really aren't designed – to cut your taxes. They're really designed to file your taxes. It's the planning that gets done. So, you know, for people who feel that they, they're, they're going to get burdened in, in retirement because all their money's in a 401k plan and they've got eight more years until they look to retire and they, they realize now that maybe a third of that is going to be lost to taxation, we can help you with that. We can help develop strategies that'll make that money, if not all of it, a significant part of it tax-free so that not only do you get tax-free income during your retirement years, your Social Security benefits then may end up also being tax-free. Um, it's, it's particularly punitive to get taxed on Social Security because you got taxed when you put the money in. Now you're getting taxed when the money comes out. Makes no sense, but that's the rule unless you take proactive steps. So specialization, very big. You need to understand what your problems are and find the specialist designed for you. Again, this is Dan Capril joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Loving this conversation about uh, the questions that you need to ask. It's like a behind-the-scenes look or a little cheat sheet for you when you're trying to find a new advisor yeah. or evaluate your current advisor. These are important questions that you can ask to find out whether or not they're a good fit for you, uh, whether you're working with the right person. Uh, one more here, Dan. How do you describe your investment approach or philosophy? That's a question everybody should ask. It's a fabulous question because, as I said many times on this show, um, advisors fall into two camps. There are those who believe that the future is predictable and that, therefore, they can make movements on your portfolio in such a way that they can get returns before the, the rest of the market reacts. Um, that's speculation. Unfortunately, it's very common. You see it all the time. Yet, study after study, we, we, we update our studies every year. We're getting ready to update another one. It will invariably show that most efforts to try to time the market, stock pick, et cetera, they fail. You would have been better off just buying and holding a very diversified portfolio. It really gets down to this. I always tell people, ask them how they feel about free markets. Do they feel that free markets work or fail? If you believe that a free market system works, then what you're acknowledging is that everything we know about anything is already factored into the price, whether it be your house, your stocks, whatever. Unless someone's willing to pay you more than what you're asking for, it's worth what somebody just offered you. So if you list your house for 300000 but the most anyone's going to give you is two I'm sorry, your house is worth two seventy five until somebody shows up. So if it's true for um, your house, why isn't it true for your stocks? Well, it is true for your stocks. Now, if you've got an advisor who says, you know, we use algorithms or, you know, we look at trends or fundamentals, they're just speculating. It's just another fancy way, and they're very good at making it look sophisticated. 
And I don't even care if they said, look, we out we outperformed the market the last four years. You know what? There are people who go to Vegas. In fact, I'm going to talk about some of those people in just a second who are successful there too. doesn't make them experts. It's just the law of large numbers. You get enough people trying to do something, someone's going to be successful at it, whether or not it's based on skill. It's usually not based on skill. So be careful about that. Ask your advisor, you know, what is your philosophy? Do you believe that markets are predictable or do you believe that they're not? I'll tell you this much. If they tell you that they believe markets are predictable, then they should be able to recommend to you only one stock at a time. Because every year, every day, one stock outperforms all others. The more they suggest that you diversify is telling you that they don't have confidence in their system. Well, you know what? You shouldn't have confidence in that system either. You should have a very broadly diversified portfolio using low-cost investments that buy and hold, and then you rebalance your asset classes as you go. Understand this. When I say diversified, I really mean diversified. 14,000 holdings globally. You do that, your chances for success, in my opinion, are going to be a heck of a lot better than the guy who's speculating your portfolio. These are the types of questions you need to ask people. Um, and if they're not going to be bringing them up right away, then you need to, to um, be forthcoming. So if you come to our office, you're going to hear this right away. In fact, I'm not even going to give you a chance to ask me. I'm going to offer these questions, the answers to these questions right away, because this is what you need to know. This is what you need to know to empower yourself fully. So take full advantage of this. You know, Take full advantage of the fact that you have here an advisory firm that is designed to put your interests first. We're going to charge you to do a plan that you can implement completely on your own. If you are getting ready to retire, that's our specialty. If you, have a, if you own a, a small business, because we're, we're very comfortable in the tax planning area, those are the things that we really work very carefully on. If you're in your, in your mid-30s and you're, you're getting ready to, to plan for your kid's college, we can help you, but it's not really what our specialty is. So if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for somebody who can help you lower your taxes, get you towards a tax-free retirement, that's what we do. And uh, we're very comfortable at it. We've been doing it for a very, very long time. would love to sit down with you, show you what we're all about, let you decide then if we can be a, someone that can coach you for the rest of your life. Here's the number to call to get in touch with Dan Capril and his team at Matson and Capril. Take advantage of an initial complimentary meeting here in Cincinnati and the Dayton area as well. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call. That is 844-784-9326. 844-QUIZ-DAN or 844-784-9326. Dan and his team have offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, Northern Kentucky as well. He's a certified financial planner. He is a fiduciary. Uh, you can ask him how he gets paid, uh, what a typical client looks like, what his specialties and strengths are. You can find out all that information by coming in, talking with Dan about your particular situation, and going over uh, what your plans would be for your financial and retirement future. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call. That is 844-784-9326. That's 844 844- quiz dan or 844-784-9326 dan that's all the time that we have for on this week's show thanks for filling us in on all that great information and uh have a fantastic week and we'll talk to you next time likewise walter and a great week to all of our listeners awesome thank you dan we appreciate your time and thank you so much for listening to the show today one more time 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call and don't forget to check dan out online as well quizdan.com and we'll talk to you next time on solving the financial puzzle information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed always consult with an investment legal or tax professional before taking any action Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.